You are listening to What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Welcome back to yet another episode of What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing American Werewolf in Paris from 1997 and The Wolfman from 2010. So we will start with American Werewolf in Paris from 97. This movie starts out with three American tourists, Andy, Brad, and Chris. They uh, decide to go onto the world-famous tower that everyone knows about. And Andy, the pretty much he's like the goody two-shoes of the three. The other two, like to get laid and shit, he is more of the I want to fall in love first type of guy. But anyways, he wants to prove himself to his friends and... He wants to do it by bungee jumping off the tower. Well, while he's setting this up, they hear someone coming. So they hide. And that's when this woman named Seraphine shows up and she's about to jump off the tower. But Andy tries to stop her by talking to her and saying that life ain't that bad and all that other stuff. Well, she ends up jumping off anyways. And Andy jumps off too with the bungee cord strapped to his ankles but not to the building itself so he ends up catching her and his friends end up hanging on to the other end of the bungee cord well after all this happens she ends up vanishing and something funny happens to andy where he basically smacks the back of his head against the building and he ends up waking up in a hospital where he ends up seeing her again well that night they end up attending a nightclub the club's owner, Claude, who is actually the l- leader of a werewolf society that uses the club to lure people to be killed. Seraphine arrives to tell Andy to run, and she ends up transforming into a werewolf herself. Claude's henchmen also transform into werewolves and slaughter all the guests. Chris escapes and ends up going back to Seraphine's house. But sadly, Brad is killed by a werewolf and Andy ends up getting bitten by another werewolf when he tries to escape. Next day, he wakes up in Seraphine's house. Seraphine in another room is blending a thing of organs and tries to get him to drink it. Plus, she also shows her tits and tries to calm him down by letting him feel him, which would calm the fuck out of me for sure. But she ends up telling him the truth that he's turning into a werewolf he of course doesn't believe her at all suddenly the ghost of seraphine's dead mother shows up in the bedroom he's not aware that she's a ghost and then he remembers that earlier that she says that her parents are dead and then he sees the reflection of the dead mom and freaks out and he ends up jumping out a window and runs away His friend Chris tries to get his attention, but Claude grabs him and and basically takes him back to his club. Soon after this, Brad's ghost appears to Andy and explains to Andy that he indeed is a werewolf. And also explains for Andy to become normal again, he must eat the heart of the werewolf that bit him. And for Brad's ghost to be at rest, the werewolf that killed him must be killed too. After developing an appetite for raw meat and he hooks up with another american tourist named amy but he transforms and ends up killing her he also kills a cop that's been tailing him and ends up being 
a suspect involved in the massacre that happened in the club before. Andy gets arrested but escapes. He begins to see Amy's ghost as well, and she basically tries to kill him for killing her. Claude and his henchmen kidnap Andy and tell him that he should prove his loyalty by joining the society and by killing Chris. Seraphine ends up rescuing Andy and explains that her stepfather had made some type of drug to control her werewolf transformations. However, the drug forced the werewolves to immediately transform into their beast form. As a result, she ended up killing her mother and pretty much tearing her stepfather apart. I mean, when you see him, he has no legs. He's got like nubs. But anyways, Claude and the other werewolves end up raiding Seraphine's stepfather's lab, killing him and taking the remainder of the drugs. Seraphine and Andy learn that there's a 4th of July party happening at one of Claude's clubs. So they end up going to the this new club that's in like an abandoned church or something like that. Seraphine manages to kill the bouncer who has blocked the entrance with a bulldozer by dropping a stone statue on top of him outside of the church. Claude and his men transform into werewolves, killing several partygoers plus some of the cops that show up. They end up helping other partygoers by escaping, and Andy manages to kill the werewolf that killed Brad, setting Brad free. Andy and Seraphine pursue the werewolves into the catacombs, resulting the death of the chief of police with Seraphine shifting to her werewolf form to fight one of the other werewolves and she manages to kill one of them. Andy, not knowing this, he ends up shooting the werewolf and it turns out to be Seraphine. Injured and in a lot of pain, she begs him to kill her. And this whole time he thinks that she's the one that transformed him and she thinks it too for some reason. But he says that he can't do it and that he loves her but she ends up getting saved after some of the cops find him and shoot at him and he runs off he ends up escaping going after claude as he's the last remaining living werewolf and he ends up finding claude in a train station or inside the train rather and he uh fights him in their human form but he ends up uh trying to stop Claude from taking the syringe with the drug inside of it. And when they fight against each other, trying to get him not to take the drug, he accidentally impales Andy with the syringe and Andy gets injected with the drug and manages to fight off Claude. And that's when he finds out that Claude is the one that turned him into a werewolf when he sees a mark on his chest because Earlier in the movie, he uh, takes a piece of a takes a piece of something. I can't remember what, but he stabs the werewolf in the chest with it. Now, going back to this part of the movie, he finds out that the werewolf that he stabbed wasn't Seraphine, but Claude. So he ends up doing that, and that's when he ends up getting injected with the drug. And so when that happens, shit goes down. <laughs> he ends up transforming, transforming into into a werewolf, and brutally attacks and kills Claude by eating out his heart. Well, it finally depicts the final scene of 
both Seraphine and Andy celebrating their wedding on top of the Statue of Liberty with Andy's friend Chris, who survived the massacre and everything. They end up pretty much doing the same thing that happened in the beginning of the movie. They end up jumping off the Statue of Liberty. Of course, one of them isn't secured again, but they end up both surviving that fall. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward movie. There's nothing too big about it. I mean, it's a movie from 97. I've seen this movie multiple times and I really did like it. Even though Rotten Tomato did not like it at all, they gave it a 7%. Their audience score was kind of low as well. They gave it a 30. Google gave it an 86%. The budget, which I could actually find a budget for these movies, was $25 million and it made $26.6 million in the box office. So, yeah, with my thoughts of this movie, like, it had a very nice story to it. Even though it wasn't very gory, it didn't have that much blood in it. The only real complaint, and I know both me and Tim talked about this before we even started recording, but this computer effects, not the greatest, even for a movie from the 1990s. I mean, this movie came out in 97, so can't really complain about it. But yet again, we are horror movie reviewers, so we're going to complain about that. The makeup effects weren't the best, but not the worst I've seen. I've seen a hell of worse. Um, I liked how they put the humor in this film, especially when, yeah, I like the humor that they put into this film when they when undead amy tries to like show off show where andy is because anyone who's a werewolf can see dead victims well she tries to show where andy's hiding at but fails to whistle but because when she tries to do that blood starts coming out of the wound on her cheek she tries again but this time her eye pops out and you basically get to see down her shirt and everything even though she's covered in blood and is kind of gross but anyways so there's that i also like the action in the end of the film i mean it kind of has a little bit of action to it so there's that and finally i thought the very end of the movie could have been done better it wasn't like it wasn't bad but it definitely could have ended differently in my opinion i know they did have a different ending for this movie which i have not seen but maybe that ending could have been better because i've seen other horror movies where you see the original ending and then if you get it on dvd or something you'll see a another ending and you watch that and you're like that's a much better ending than the original one why didn't they use that so but yeah that's my overall thoughts on this one what about yours tim i agree 100 percent. the cgi sadly just wasn't up to par even for the time storyline was very good humor was hilarious yes that was that's always been one of my favorite parts is when she does that you know, versus her blood squirts out, which doesn't even make any sense considering she's undead. I don't understand the blood factor, but who cares? It was funny. <laughs> and the eyeball too. But yeah, it's the storyline's very good, but you're right. The gore, it really, I mean, it seems like there's gore, but there really isn't. Like the, one of the goriest parts is probably when she blends those hearts in the blender with blood. All. I don't understand why when she's in human form, she made such a god-awful mess of that kitchen with blood everywhere because you could still be neat and orderly with it. You don't have to make put smear blood all over your blender and all of the counter and floor just to put it in a blender. But that said, yeah, other than that, 
I like this movie. I liked it when it came out. Like it now. I can even forgive the CGI because the storyline's really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like this movie. That's that's my final thoughts. This isn't his one I would suggest watching. If just kind of you know think of the wolves as being scarier than they really are in the movie. Yeah. So when it comes to my score, I gave this one a four skull rating. I mean, if it had better CGI, even from 97 i would have gave this one a five but i took one point away sue me no i went four but i went with a different reasoning mine was half because of the gore a half a point because the gore factor was down a little bit but it did have your favorite part but (laughs) but as far as the uh and that part's also hilarious but and the other part was the uh yeah the cgi between those two things i I didn't want to take a lot away for it because it's still a good movie it's still gonna be one i'll watch it again i'm sure at some point i'll watch that movie again so yeah four was my skull rating too oh yeah i definitely highly suggest this movie to anyone so yeah i think we're done with that one so now we will go on to tim's pick which let's hope it's good in his opinion but anyways (laughs) Take it away, Tim, with Wolfman from 2010. Um, this is a remake, by the way. Just off the top of my head, this is a remake of the original Wolfman, an older movie. But it starts off, you see uh, a wolf is a, trying to, he, this guy's getting stalked, and he's running, trying to run away, and he gets attacked by a wolf-like creature. It, his name's Ben Talbot. You, you find that out later. And then it kind of goes into his, uh, his brother, Lawrence uh Shakespearean actor Lawrence Stable returns home after receiving a letter that Ben's fiance from his Ben's fiance Gwen Kenleafy I might be pronouncing that wrong but he um uh, Gwen anyway he gets the uh letter from her asking saying he disappeared but they hadn't found him yet well Lawrence reunites with his estranged father and uh Gwen but when he reunites with his father he finds out that his father his brother had been found in a ditch tor- mangled so unfortunately as badly mutilated his brother was and of course he wanted to go see the body even it's being kept in a butcher shop when 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 and even the butcher tells him you might not want to go over there and look at it i guess it's really bad and he does anyway and he figures and then he starts doing a little investigating. He wants to figure out what or who, because there's a potential possibility. This was just some lunatic out there trying to, you know, kill people and mutilate them in a terrible way. So he at a local pub, Lawrence overhears locals believing that it's a wild animal, but many blame the gypsies who were camped outside of town. So he goes and he um, starts asking more questions, finds out that there's a similar murder 25 years earlier, and a werewolf was suspect, suspected as a killer. So he starts having flashbacks as he tours the family home of his mother, who had uh, Selena, Solana, who had committed suicide when he was a boy. Now he runs outside in his flashback, and he finds his mother there with a knife in her hand with a throat slit, but his father's holding her. And she'd scream, too. So that's kind of a little bit of a hint there, a little bit of a spoiler. But a... And then afterwards, uh, he was he was sent to Lambeth Hospital in London for a year, having suffered the delusions connected to the event, you know, of his father and all these things. And he he suspected his father or something, so he got sent to a mental hospital, basically. So he re, he visits the gypsies during a volt moon after all this, and the local townspeople raid the camp and confiscate a dancing bear to confiscate a dancing bear that they believe 
they believed is actually what was tearing things apart. But the, it's just a dancing bear. But just as this is happening, the bear rears up. You see something running behind uh, the tents. And then next thing you know, people are being tore up left and right. So it's obviously it wasn't the bear at this point. And Lawrence goes after this kid that runs off that he sees this wolf creature going after. He'd already saved a woman, jumped or jumped right into the path and knocked the woman. So he'd already saved somebody, but he's trying to save this kid. And as he's falling, running through, he gets attacked and gets his neck torn open by a bite. And this gypsy woman sutures his neck wounds, but the other gypsy insists that now he's cursed, he should be killed before he kills others. She refuses, saying that he is still a man and only a loved one can release him. Well, Lawrence recovers unnaturally quickly and develops a heightened vitality and senses. Like he wakes up in the bed and he can hear like the flies, like they're just super intense. And that's what wakes him up is this overwhelming sound of like this fly. It sounds like they're buzzing right in his face, but it's way across on a web. And he's just, this heightened senses are like really intense. It's really kind of, I like the way they did this. Just point it out now because this is an effect that kind of shows you the transformation in effect in a real way. But um, he's suspected, you know, by some of the uh, by someone from Scotland Yard and some others. But his father uh, servant shows Lawrence a set of silver bullets and implies something monstrous is loose in Blackmore. Well, when this inspector is suspecting him shows up to investigate the recent killings, he starts to talk to Lawrence about. The fact that he had, uh, you know, he suspects maybe it might be a lunatic, maybe with prior mental, uh, you know, might have been priorly in a uh, mental institution, maybe had delusions before, you know, basically without saying it, blaming Lawrence and accusing him. Fearing for Gwen because he starts to feel, he starts to feel a little off. Fearing for her, Lawrence sends her away because he's starting to get feelings for her at this point. You can kind of feel that. This hints. And he follows his father to his mother's crypt. By the way, got to point it out. This is like her. She sculpted over top of her own crypt about her body is. And it's just like, that would be a high end crypt. Anyway, that that was a really nice special effect. And Sir John locks himself in a room alone and gives Lawrence a cryptic warning. And Lawrence undergoes a painful transformation into a wolf man before running off in the woods and killing hunters stationed there. The next morning, Aberdeen and the police arrest Lawrence. Taken back to Lambeth, Lawrence is suspected to be torturous. More advanced treatments ever seen by Hagar. And they, I mean, they dunk him in this water bat. And just, he has these flashbacks of like he's a kid at these times because the drugs are giving him at the same time. And it's just like, this is just absolutely like traumatic, what uh, this type of thing. And as far as the gore factor in the previous killings, there's definitely gore in this one. Um, so. When he uh, Lawrence realizes his father as a werewolf killed his mother and brother, Sir John informs him that the moon will be full that night and leaves a razor in case Lawrence contemplates suicide when his father came to visit him. Well, by nightfall, the doctor conducts an evening lecture. It was a case study. And this blowhard, and there's no better way to describe him, sits there and talking and talking and talking about how he's delusions of grandeur and all this and there's no werewolf is going to be proven that there's no the full moon. And while he's talking and he continues to talk, Lawrence is behind him, transforming into werewolf. All of this guy's colleagues are like freaking out seeing this happen. And he just still talking. He had to practically be, he did get screamed at 
to turn around and look for at least a dozen times before he actually turned around and looked and saw what was going on. So he attacks everyone in the room, obviously. And eventually he really goes after the doctor, which, I mean, you can't blame him. That got doctor tortured him. So even in his primal state, he knew that he just hated him because apparently that's what happened with his father because his father, you know, had issues. But this is that torture was a trigger and it's they still remember some of the primal instincts so as this happens uh the wolfman goes on a rampage throughout london with aberlene in pursuit that's the uh, detective uh doesn't find him he hides like in his tunnel next to the bridge lawrence visits gwen's antique shop for help he's uh hiding under uh like this desk or whatever when she comes in and they realize they're falling in love and share a passionate kiss just then the detective arrives and searches the shop Thankfully, Lawrence has already escaped to the Blackmore, but they take her out in the street and she's freaking out. She thinks they found him because they actually shot, but they shot the detective had shot through a mirror into a statue thing because it was like a thrift shop type thing with all kinds of unique items. And it was like this statue of something behind it. Well, the inspector arrives ahead of him and awaits outside Talbot Hall, arming himself and accompanying policemen with silver bullets because he'd saw what had happened. And he saw him transform because he was in that room with everyone. So he knew that, you know, the werewolf thing was real. So he's arming everyone's silver bullets because he knows the truth. And as she arrives back, Gwen searches for the uh, gypsy, the gypsy woman, in hopes of finding a way to cure Lawrence. But she receives, all she receives is the gypsy's blessing. Basically saying that, you know, a love, you know what has to happen for him to be released. When that's kind of... Basically saying, if you want, do you want him to suffer because he's going to wind up killing you, or do you want to end it by killing him? And that's kind of how she leaves it, but she does says it in a much somber, more somber way. Lawrence arrives at Talbot Hall and finds the uh, sings the the basically like the butler slash person that took care of his dad and used to lock him in, mutilated corpse um, hanging right inside the wall uh, door. He loads a gun with sings silver bullets. And attempts to shoot his father when he confronts him, but learns that his father had removed the powder from the cartridge years ago, so he was never going to get shot. Well, the Talbots turn into werewolves at this point because the full moon's out, and they just tear the place apart, catching the place on fire. Well, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence's wolfman emerging victorious after burning and decapitating his father in the fireplace. He pushes him into the fire. He catches on fire. He comes out and he decapitates him with a swipe of his hand. His head, his head goes flying and douses a fire of his father's head. Well, Gwen and Aberdeen alive. Aberdeen attempts to shoot the wolf man, but Gwen stops him, resulting in Aberdeen getting bitten. Now, given the turn of events about to happen, this should have just happened. It would have actually, it's unfortunate that, you know, that happened, came down this way. But, you know, Gwen stops him. The detective gets attacked, gets bit, and but he doesn't kill him. And the wolf man pursues Gwen in the to the corners above the gorge, she pleads with him with to his, his consciousness starts to recognize her. He, believe it or not, you can see the look in his eyes. You could tell he's kind. she's kind of getting through. Whether or not he's still going to kill her, you can't tell. But the police and the hunters approach, distracting the wolfman long enough for Gwen to shoot him with, with the detective's gun. While Lawrence reverses the human form, thanks Gwen for setting him free and dies in her arms. And as Tabal Hall burns... A howl is heard in the distance. Well, the only howl, unfortunately, 
that you don't see here, the only person you know got bitten is the detective. That's kind of how this ends. And I know that's going to bug Lando because this is one of those loose end movies. You know, it's like a continuation. It's kind of like that. Now, my thoughts are we the gore factor in this movie was way up over the other one. But the story is a little bit more drawn out. It's I mean, it starts off in the other movies so quickly. This one here, you have to the, like the first five, ten minutes of the movie is all like other than the initial attack. It's all s- slow moving and then it gets a little bit better and better. You learn to hate the father, like really hate him. But other than that, um, it's just an old storyline rebrought to life. And I think they considering what the original was, they actually added enough to this one that actually made it relevant for the time. Um, with that said, what are your thoughts, Lando? Well, before I get to my thoughts, I'll get to the scores and everything here. Rotten Tomato, I kind of agree with what they said when it comes to scores and audience scores because they gave it a 34 and audience score of 33. So I totally agree with that. For once, I agree with RottenTomato.com. <laughs> so. And then Google, I disagree with highly. They gave this movie an 84, and I was actually surprised by this the budget for this movie was 150 million dollars didn't even look like that and from what i can tell they lost money because it only gained or the box office score for this one is 142.6 million dollars so this movie really didn't do too well i mean it lost a couple million or whatever but but yeah when it comes to my thoughts it pretty much had the same type of story as the original from the 40s i've seen that movie many times i own a box off or a box set of different movies from like the 40s and 30s and stuff but the only difference is there's the time period this one was based in like long before light bulbs were invented and then the original was based in the 40s uh special effects weren't too bad but not the best and it's just kind of 50 50 on the whole special effects some blood but again not a gore fest i found the acting overall was pretty good in this movie i mean the guy that played or the actors that played the father and son i've seen them in other movies so they're pretty good actors uh the guy that played uh the detective he was he played one of the uh bad guys in the matrix movies played the head bad guy or forgot what they're called but he's in this movie the fight against the two werewolves in the ending was pretty cool even though it could have gone longer of a fight the very end of larry's life was pretty similar to the one from 1941 so yeah i think this movie would have been a lot better if they remade it to be just like 100 percent, just like the one in the 40s so yeah i don't really have much other stuff to really say about this one. So what are your overall thoughts there, Tim, of this movie? Well, yeah, Anthony Hopkins was the father. And Benicio de, uh, I forget Toro. how to pronounce it, del Toro, was the son. And yeah, they've um, Ho- Anthony Hopkins, I mean, he's a legend. And he, you, he did a good job of making you hate him. He played the part spot on. I kind of agree with you, though, if you're going to remake a movie why change the time period so much? That wasn't necessary. It was, seems completely irrelevant to do so. If you want to, if you add that factor, it is, it's an irrelevant change. I don't know why they bothered. 
they could have kept it in a different time era. It would have been just as good. There was nothing you added to the movie. I guess the gypsies were more, maybe that part, because the gypsies were more prevalent back then than they would have been like in the 40s. But that's about the only factor that made sense to change a time era. But now I think I, I enjoyed it a little better than you, but I still, like you, I don't like that loose ending like that. Because it feels like the movie could have should have kept going. And yes, that fight scene was so good, but short. He had a bigger fight scene when he actually, uh, you know, broke out of the thing. And he didn't even kill nearly as many people as I thought. I thought he was going to wipe out that entire room. And these guys were treating him like crap. So I wouldn't have blamed him. And that was yeah. also over way too soon. That could have that had all the makings for the perfect blood fest. So I feel they missed a few marks where they could have made this a really, really over the top movie. Maybe for ratings they did it, but I wish they'd added more to those two scenes. And then I would have actually went a little higher. I still thought it was a decent movie differently, but there was a little more gore. I didn't like the whole weird love relationship with the, you know, the his brother's, you know, widow kind of almost, but they're not even married yet, but, you know, it was going to be. And it was weird. That part's weird. So... I still would have given it four because it's a different type of movie. It's, it, it was enjoyable for a first time. Now, questionable on whether or not I could repeat watch this, though. I got to say, I'm not 100% sure that I'd have to wait a little while and try it again. Whereas your pick, I know I'll watch again at some point because I always loved that movie. It was like a nostalgic feeling on it even. So, the, yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, when it comes to my score or my rating, rather. I gave it a little bit lower than you. I gave it a 3.5 skulls. It just, it was a little bit of a miss. I mean, I agree. If I go back and watch it again months or maybe even years later, maybe I'll tend to like it a little bit more, but I doubt it. I mean, I'm a cheapskate like that. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's about it for this episode. I, I got nothing more to say about this movie. So with that being said, you can... Always email us movie suggestions at whatinthehorrorpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our Twitter account. That's whatinthehorrorpodcast, all one word. You can still join our Discord while we still have it. I mean, if we don't start having more people on there, I'm probably going to delete it. But yeah, I mean, that's it. We're done. So with that being said, as always, I've been Lando. And I've been Tim. And we are the fuck out of here you were listening to what in the horror see you next time <laughs>